0: you are now tuned in to the Real Coach JB Slabdick Podcast. It's the last chance for you, last chance for me, will I make it, will I take it to the top, we see, it's the last chance for you. Last chance for me, it's the last chance for you. Last chance for me, it's the last chance for you. Last chance for me, will I make it, will I take it to the top? We gon' see. What up, what up? Real Coach JB here, man of the Slapdick Podcast over on YouTube. Hit the like button, subscribe, become a member, tell your friends. I don't know, do something. I was telling everybody that uh Bailey's in heat, my merle female and stogie's already kind of mounted her twice bottom got a hold of her so i'm like bailey and bailey ain't running from it she's throwing the ass at these cats and she wants to go outside and i'm like fuck see where callie used to run from the shit and bite back and shit bailey's ass is a true definition of a whore Bailey's a fucking whore. I got a diaper on her right now as she sits underneath me. And Stogie is a whore. We know, man, whore, of course. But <sighs> him and Bonham are both trying to get the pussy. Sorry to be blunt, ladies. But I stuck my ass in between there last night because Bonham and Stogie started to fight. And I got bit in the fucking finger that i show i'm showing youtube i got band-aids on it so it's not that bad but it's just sore as fuck so he leaked me out a little bit a little blood a little blood so he knows he's wrong he came over and was trying to lick it all night and morning but eh, you know that's what happens man don't stick your finger in there um no i don't go get stitches and fucking all this little dumb shit I had my AC worked on today and Peter, I appreciate it. The whiskey will be in New York. Hopefully soon. It's going to be in Tennessee here very shortly. The whole state. Um, fuck was I saying? I had a AC guy come over and look at my AC cause it wasn't blowing as cold as normal. So I had to get a refrigerated, the refrigerant upgraded. Um, Anyway, and uh, he was telling me about a guy he hired and he got a splinter and this motherfucker wanted to leave work to go to the doctor to have him pull it out. And he said that uh, he had him picking up some trash out of the work van and he said he put on gloves. And I'm just like, that sums up how fucking soft we've become. And I said, I would have fired that motherfucker on the spot. And he started laughing. But anyway, he actually knows me, and, and uh, he's a good dude, man. He owns an AC company out here in SoCal. But uh title of this show is Wolves Wear Sheep's Clothing. All right? And I'm going to get into a bunch of different shit. So first of all, though, let me read off my first ad, which is obviously by Bet Online, Slap Slapdick Podcast, biggest sponsor. Um, you know, it's that time of the year and all eyes are turning into football as the teams are back on the gridiron as last night jump started the college football season actually last Tuesday, but it was fucking Jacksonville State um versus fucking UAB. But. <laughs> It is what it is. Bet Online is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. Get on the updated odds, props and contests including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest. The world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest open now at Bet Online. Head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today. And receive your 100% welcome bonus. Take advantage of the opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. If you lose, your wage will be refunded up to $25. Your new customers only when signing up with using the promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Come on over there. Come here, baby. As you see, I got a diaper on Bailey. They're my kids, man. They're straight up like my fucking kids. Bailey, get over here. See, Bailey's trying to give Stogie the ass. Then I got to beat Stogie's ass, and then we going to fight. You know what I'm saying? Stogie, get out of there. See this? Move. Come here, Bailey. I got to spray this shit on him. Come here, Bailey. Bailey, come here. Come here, Bailey. Bailey, get over here. Bailey, come here. Bailey, come here. Come here, Bailey. Stogie! Man, I gotta... I'm gonna have to... Uh, <laughs> Stogie's trying to fuck. St- Bailey has a diaper on. This is a shit show. Give me one second. Don't call Pete on me. Get your asses out of here. Stogie, you're not, she's got a diaper on, dude. Come on, let's go. Move. Come on. Let's go, baby. Come on. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. Stogie. Fuck, dude. Come on, baby. Come on. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. This way. Baby. Baby, come on. Come on. Get out. Come on. Alright, I'm back Hey Man, it's crazy Um. Anyway, I'm back So hey, You get the live and raw and uncut shit Only on the Slapdick Podcast So I'll edit the podcast one YouTube, you get the raw and uncut shit um. Yeah, Togi's ass, boy His ass is something else So the title of the show is Wolves Wear Sheep Clothing um, Quote of the day, man You know, this is something I've always said And, you know I truly believe Just because they get behind you Don't mean they got your back Just remember that Just because they get behind you Don't mean they got your back And that's just true, real shit And I'm not even surprised anymore by getting stabbed in the back. I told you that. It's just now kind of shocking when you find out who's holding the knife. But I'm not even shocked about that anymore. So it is what it is. But anyway, um, title of the show, Wolves Wear Sheep Clothing. So has anyone got into this whole Stephen A. Smith thing? um, You know... To me, regardless of the facts, all right, we don't know the facts. We don't know if he got Max Kellerman booted off a of first take on ESPN or not. We don't really know that. Okay. We can't definitively say he got Max Kellerman kicked off. So, Lucy, I appreciate you becoming a mid-level subscriber member. Um, so, we don't know if Stephen A did that. But what we do know is that Wolves wear sheep's clothing. Now, let's put it in perspective. This dude isn't that busy to where you don't pay homage to a dude that's been on the show with you for 9 years or whatever that you can't show up to see him gone, to see him go. You call in like a cowardly fucking cunt you are. And you call in and give him some bullshit speech. And it's all bullshit. No surgery and all these excuses. He sure sounded okay. What was that gonna stop him from doing in person? Like, if you can call, you can come in. This problem is when you use the term my man, it's a disrespectful term from when you're, where you're from, where I'm from. Now, that's just being real. When you're where I'm from, my man is a disrespectful term. It basically is like, ah, you're just a regular motherfucker. But you say all this good shit about you, but then, my man, I appreciate you. That's kind of a downplay, in my opinion. And it is very uh, telling. It kind of tells the whole situation, in my opinion. But it is what it is. Um, You know... Look at ESPN, though, and look at who they sign, who they fire, who they hire, who they air on TV. I mean, they just had a fake high school, for Christ's sakes. They just had a fake high school dupe them into airing them on the biggest platform in America. And we're supposed to take you guys serious. Look at who's hiring. Look at who's on first take right now, like, before they just finished uh before Max Kellerman just finally got out of there who's Harry Douglas or whatever like he's fucking horrible they they're just rotating people on there it looks like a fucking it's like a like a skit for Saturday night live is what the shit looks like to me but yeah bishop sycamore <laughs> um i don't know just is what it is college football started last night um ohio state minnesota was the big game obviously a league opener which i hate i probably both teams hated that part of it um ohio state looked struggling struggled early on and then uh kind of showed some explosiveness and uh beat minnesota um not a pj fleck guy i'm not um got a few guys that coached there and i sent a guy there but uh not a huge fan um The the Gus Malzahn the Gus Bust era started at Central Florida UCF and uh, started off shitty, but they come they they come from behind uh, from a twenty one point deficit to beat Boise um, in a game riddled with targeting calls um, that I'll get into. Obviously, if you follow me on social media, it became a quite a bit of uh, videos that I posted last night about all these targeting calls and the targeting dilemma (laughs) and just the soft world we live in and I'll get into that during the show Um, so UCF beats Boise uh, Yippee A I mean they're both group of five schools that are in the upper echelon of group of fives and uh, you know we'll see what happens Lucy says the targeting call was BS. Folks are soft these days. I appreciate a woman that has some nuts. You know what I'm saying? Some nuts and guts. No disrespect. I know you don't have actual testicles, Lucy, but you got more nuts than these men out here uh, that I deal with on Twitter. I'll tell you that. But the Gus bus started in uh, UCF. I don't really, I'm not a huge fan. I don't, you know, I, He's had some pretty good jobs, to be honest with you. Um, He's had some pretty good jobs and uh, hasn't done too much with a lot of talent. But UCF may be a spot for him. It's a group of five mid-major in the middle of the pack. He might be able to dominate that league. Scott Frost did. See, the difference is there's big fish in little ponds, and then there's little fish in big ponds, and then there's big fish that were in small ponds, and then they try to go into the big pond, and then they get eight themselves. That's Scott Frost. That's going to be Josh Heupel. That's going to be, um, the fucking shitbird that left Boise, who's now at Auburn. Um, we don't get along at all, by the way. So that is what you know. Mark Few, head coach of Gonzaga basketball. I did a show a while back, and I discussed respect to him for the simple fact that he doesn't need to say my dick's bigger than yours. And he is fucking perfectly happy with being a big fish in a small pond. Meaning, he'll stay in the league that he's in. He's not going to go to UCLA or fucking Indiana or some big time school and get ate up. Because that's what some people are supposed to be certain places. They're meant to be in certain places. Mark Few fits Gonzaga. He doesn't need to chest the waters because we don't want to know the result. You know, he's already passed that t- threshold. We it's it's a it's a young man's game now, it's a recruiting game. He he's done a hell of a job recruiting at that school. And you know, he needs to stay as the big fish in the little pond. Cuz big fish eat little fish, and that's just what it is. And when you enter that realm, of Pac-12 basketball, ACC basketball, Big East basketball, you're going to get eaten. And it's just more of them. See, in Gonzaga, you got to deal with who? You know, Loyola Marymount? Like, who do you deal with? UC uh, Santa Barbara? Like, there's not a lot of schools that you can't beat out on kids. You were just in the finals. And what happened was an athletically gifted team just dominated you. Like UCLA should have beat them and they should have won a half court buzzer beater beats UCLA, right? Or it would have been UCLA Baylor. I'm a UCLA basketball guy, a fan, grew up in it, obviously, John Wooden. Um but Baylor was the best team in basketball last year, and uh they were just athletically gifted. They look like fucking Glory Road versus uh Kentucky. And back in 1960 fucking five or whatever. Um, Texas State. Um So anyway, the Gus bus started off with a win. Um, I'm going to get into some schools that I just I want to break down. If you guys are college football advocates and you are avid college football. People, I'm going to break down as to why. College football has basically become college basketball in a nutshell without entering the draft early, such as basketball does. And this is why football, college football actually has entered the draft early. You guys just don't look at it that way. It's called the transfer portal. The transfer portal has allowed college football from Every league and school underneath the SEC has become watered down in anyone's ballgame. Anyone can win below the SEC on down. Maybe not the ACC because of only one school, really. It's Clemson. So, Clemson's going to dominate the ACC. But everybody under that, mean meaning group of five schools, like Appalachian State, for instance. Two years ago, they were an FCS school. All right. A division one double A is what we used to call them back in the day. Now they're called FCS. The big boys are called FBS. Right. Then you got the power five and then you got group of five group of five schools that are really good or like the American conference schools like Houston, Memphis, UCF, um, Tulane, Tulsa, Army. Those are some pretty good schools that are not power five, okay? But they are what they are. They can't beat Alabama. They can't beat Clemson. They can't beat uh, Texas A&M. They can't beat probably a a good Oregon or SC team, right? So they are what they are. Now, college basketball became anyone's ballgame. As you've seen, who wins basketball march madness every year right smaller schools can win in college basketball you know the the whole the rhode islands and the uh you know the the fucking uh, the fucking gonzagas and uh, uh all these small schools that can win now because the players are one and done and they're going to schools and leaving and then you got to re-recruit and now you're losing a lot of those same kids that don't want to compete because you're recruiting, a re, a re, re, recruiting his class every year because your one-and-dones left for the NBA. Well, college football has become the same thing. Your recruiting classes, Your recruiting classes are gone in the transfer portal. Thousands of kids enter the transfer portal. So what's happening is they're no longer going to junior college like they used to. Because this transfer portal has allowed everyone in the world to re-recruit them at a four-year level. So they don't have to go to the JUCO level as they once did. So now, in my opinion, if you're a hell of a Division II recruiter, you can make a name for yourself and go get some of these D1 kids in the portal and get them to play for you and go to the NFL, and you can create a D2 power. That's just how I think. I know that can happen. Now, if you're not going JUCO, then you're going another Division One school, correct? And you're not going back to a Power Five and starting, so you might as well go to an FCS school. So like Appalachian State two years ago was an FCS. They beat the brakes off Eastern Carolina last night, I believe, and Eastern Carolina is a Division One program, all right? And I think Scotty Montgomery was the coach there. They had a couple guys go through there. They used to recruit us pretty hard. Um, Appalachian State shouldn't be beating Eastern Carolina Three years into being a a Division I program That's my opinion That's what shows you that it's watered down Remember they beat Michigan ten years ago or whatever Five, eight years ago They were at FCS school at the time He does a great job at Appalachian State Let me just tell you But what I'm telling you is Appalachian State. Do you look at Appalachian State and compare them to a Alabama, to a Clemson, to even in North Carolina, South Carolina? No, you don't. But they are in that level now. They're at the Division I level. They can literally play you and, and it's not a money game no more. So. The four-year level has become watered down underneath the SEC. That goes for the Pac-12, the Big Ten, the Big 12. They're all average, and anyone can win it at any given time. That's just my opinion. After Alabama and Clemson, and now, you know you got Georgia and Texas A&M in the, in the SEC, in my opinion, those are the three best teams. Auburn is to be determined. Tennessee is to be determined. Kentucky, Vanderbilt, Tennessee even again. They're, they're just middle of the pack. You know, I don't know if they can beat good Pac 12 teams. I don't know if they can beat Oklahoma, Texas, uh, Oklahoma State. I don't know if they can beat those teams. Um, But, you know, don't get it twisted. Not every school in the SEC is legit. Okay. We have Vanderbilt in there. We got Kentucky getting better. We got Tennessee. We'll see how they go. It's just, there's a lot of average, mediocre squads out here because the recruiting game has changed so much. And these cats are blinded by what it takes to actually get through to these kids. And they want to leave so bad because they want instant gratification. They want enabled. They want you to suck their dicks and tell them that they're going to start and all this shit. And. Whoever can get a kid at a D2 level from going to a JUCO or transferring back to a Division 1 school, you're going to be the next big coach. But you guys don't think like that. You should be able to kill the portal and get Division 2 schools. A decent Division 2 school with some facilities, you could win with some players. You can get some D1 guys. But you got to think outside the box, turn over rocks, do some things, man. Um but Appalachian State beats Eastern Carolina. I mean, yeah, Eastern Carolina should never happen that way, in my opinion. Um, but, you know, we'll see. I think the seven-on-seven seven guys and the trainer guys, these personal fucking trainer guys, have also hurt college football. And it's going up to the NFL level now because you got all these fucks that are just enabling these kids so badly and telling them so many sweet nothings in their ear that it is basically fucking them off when they go play for their actual good high school coach and then the rest of the high school coaches are not very good and they suck these kids dick so they don't transfer on them and they play them when they're late they play them when they miss and it's just setting precedence for what's further the most soft generation of our entire lives and that's just what it is And people's answer, these younger cats answer to that is, well, look who's teaching the the soft generation. Well, let's look at who's teaching them. (laughs) Soft motherfuckers like you can't say that my generation is the only ones raising these kids. There's another generation in there. Just so we're clear. And. (laughs) It's each his own. Everyone has their own choices to be, to make and life's all about choices. And if you can't make a choice to be truthful to these youngsters and tell them the truth and not kiss their asses and sweet whisper, sweet nothings and suck their dicks, then you have a problem and it is a real pandemic. Fuck COVID-19. The pandemic and epidemic is we're soft. And we're continuing to enable it and promote it from social media to fucking college football, NFL football. I mean, every level of sport we play now is becoming a spectacle of soft advocacy. And that's just what it is. I mean, I got women in here that are fucking tougher than a lot of you men. Like, it's a joke. So, it is what it is. Um... There's some games on this week, but I'm gonna get into the targeting calls, okay? From last night, targeting calls are it's it's, it's real fucking bad, dog. I'm just gonna be honest, really, really bad. But right after this, uh, this uh, ad by pre- play action, you gotta go into and 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 pick, go into and check this whole thing out. All right. The Slapdick Podcast is partnered with PlayActionPools.com this season to bring some interactive fun to the sports we love most. You'll be able to get in on all the action with PlayActionPools.com Football Pick'em Challenge, which is open to everyone. Here's how it works. Sign up for the contest Believe Football Pick'em. All right, B-L-E-A-V, Football Pick'em, E-M, at PlayActionPools.com. And then get your pick in each week. We're going to select the 10 highest profile games of the week between NFL and college football. Whoever gets the most pick correct each week will win a pair of electric glasses and a pair of DC shoes. Again, go to playactionpools.com and sign up for the contest. Believe, B-L-E-A-V, football pick them. Go, go sign up and plan on uh, hosting your own football uh, contest. Go to playactionpools.com. They've got survivor picks them. Um, pick them as well as cool, as cool sportsbook styles uh, concept called build your bankroll playactionpools.com your new home for all your office sports books and, and pools go check them out um so it's a funny thing man because uh no parents aren't whooping their kids no more it's because they've had these soft cancel culture fucks or whatever they call them brandon say that it's corporal punishment to whoop your kid now. You can't have, you can't whoop your kid no more. It's called corporal punishment, which is the biggest fucking joke ever, right? Um, But anyway, last night, the Boise UCF game became, Ohio State and Minnesota also had a targeting call. The good part about it is that there was some targeting calls overturned, okay? The bad part of the, the, the whole targeting issue is that I I see a lot of targeting makeup calls being made, meaning I overturned your player last time. Now this time you're getting ejected for the same exact or lesser charge. That is the problem I'm seeing. So I just don't, see the whole targeting thing as a real remember let me break down college football professional football high school football gets bigger and faster and stronger as we go up the levels okay so understand though even at the youth level football is one of two sports that are actually not contact sports but called collision sports if you go google the difference there's a huge one Collision sports are NASCAR and football. Everything else is called contact sport. Hockey, basketball, baseball, even though that's a joke. Collision sport is a totally different thing. Okay? I argue hockey should be one. But I don't believe because of the ice, I believe it takes away some traction and planting and using full force, even though hockey gets after that shit. But... Collision sports are what they are. We signed up to play them. Our parents signed us up. Our mommy, daddy, our coach knows what we're supposed to be doing in this collision sport, if he's a good one, right? Hopefully he's not fucking putting you in harm's way and having your fucking eyes down where you break your fucking neck because you hit a fucking crown of your helmet on someone's thigh pad. That is what everybody argued with me last night about. And everybody seems to understand how this thing works other than the professionals that actually coach and teach it, like myself. Biomechanics and science suggest otherwise. (laughs) So if you're going against it, then you're just ignorant. And ignorance is life-threatening. We all know that. The bang-bang play that I'm discussing last night is when a receiver basically caught a ball that was led in front of him. He got his toe onto the ground, barely, and the DB safety kid knocks him out. The kid is all right. He got up. Um, But it is literally a bang-bang simultaneous play that is unavoidable, humanly impossible, to do the things that were said on my Twitter feed by certain individuals. Certain individuals said that he should have led with the shoulder. He should have went low. That the receiver was defenseless. See, growing up, just so we're clear, when I grew up, the only motherfuckers that were defenseless were on the sideline and in the stands. There was no fucking defenseless. You have gear on on that field, you play until the motherfucking whistle blows by that referee. That is no longer coached, taught, or understood or allowed anymore. There is no more whistle, play till the whistle blows. That's a fallacy now, and it's fucking horse shit because that's what real football players and coaches taught and learned growing up, play through the whistle, right, or to the whistle. See, back in the day, even when it was real asshole-ish, we used to play through the whistle. That's when you want to intimidate a few people, but football no longer is even that going back to the actual science and biomechanics of these people that said should have tackled this kid lower. And I'm going to break down why this is humanly impossible. And if you did try to do it, this kid would have probably been paralyzed if not dead. But you experts out there who've never coached a tackling drill have no fucking idea how the body works or the mechanics of the biometric system works. Talk all this shit And it amazes me how everyone gets out of their lane into our lane and watches their food on their plate get cold when they're worrying about what's on my fucking plate. That's the problem about society nowadays. I'm just going to be honest. The kid catches the football, puts his toe on the ground because he had to get off the ground to catch it, okay? And it's a bang-bang collision sport hit. Boom. If the defender were to lower his head, he would have not solved the object in question, which was the receiver. Putting him in harm's way by breaking his neck, cervical vertebrae, lumbar, thoracic. I don't care what you want to say. I got a couple degrees if you want to get in technical with it. You're looking to break his fucking vertebrae and his cervical vertebrae probably. When he lowers his head to try to make a simultaneous bang bang play in midair in less than a millisecond. We're talking a millisecond. People were arguing with me that they should have wrapped up, faced up, got their head down, shoulder to shoulder. <laughs> like, do you fucking realize we're talking milliseconds and your body cannot do that in the midair? Do you know it's unbelievable? Is he fucking Superman? This one lady said, well, he should have went low. I said, first of all, sweetie, he, he would have died, one. Number two, he would have blew out the offensive player's knees probably for good. And you would have had two catast- catastrophic fucking injuries last night. And you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, basically. I'm sorry. And that's what needs to be said. People don't know what they're talking about, and they want to jump into our lane when we know what we're talking about. The kids' eyes are up. So safety was going to be on the on the higher percentage side. Those two both are safe right now. They're both up and about and fine. The receiver actually got back in the game. He was fine. He didn't get a concussion. You cannot drop the crown of your helmet and try to hit somebody. That is how you get paralyzed, especially in a moving target in the air. Now, everyone's saying he's fucking defenseless. Well, if the kid is defenseless, then he was defenseless pre-snap, motherfucker. (laughs) He's defenseless running his fucking route. And there is no more rerouting like there used to be because the mic should have rerouted his ass and belted the cutter. Or what we call belt-to-crosser. You guys might say belt-to-cutter if you're a basketball guy. We should have been fucking smoking the crosser. But nowadays, there's no more physicality to it. See, receivers are clearing the fucking box with no problems. There's no backers putting hands on anybody. We're trying to play seven-on-seven in pads now. That's why I hate seven-on-seven in this fucking seven-on-seven shit. It's a fucking joke. And all you fucks that defended it, is the main reason I posted the tweet. I wanted to start seeing the soft fucking defense of America. And that video had like 20,000 views in like, couple, in like an hour. And so I knew I had the attention of some people. And the mind-blowing softness is what is the real eye-catcher. Now, there's a shitload of support and, and, and one to see football tougher too. Don't get me wrong. But like, you know, that's why I don't watch NFL too much. I don't, you can't hit the quarterback, you can't. And then after the after that targeting call, the quarterback literally is running to the end zone and gets targeted. <laughs> and there's no call, not even a review. So like, how inconsistent is it? Is the other problem I have? The inconsistency of the whole process is the main issue I have. And the issue of if you, if you have a targeting call that is biometrically impossible to avoid, biomechanically impossible to avoid, scientifically, humanly impossible to avoid, the kids should have some grace and you should give them like basketball, an unsportsmanlike conduct or a, a, a personal foul or a sportsmanlike conduct one, And if they get a a unsportsmanlike conduct too, that means it's a legitimate head hunting. That's what I think they should call the rule, not targeting. If it is head hunting, then you should be ejected. Targeting is a football play that happens simultaneously in the heat of the battle that is unavoidable and non malicious. These kids ain't trying to hurt these motherfuckers, man. And you're throwing them out of a game plus a half of the next game. You're taking money off these motherfuckers plates. You're, you're they're losing game film fucking slapdick fucking NCAA non carrying assholes of America. They're losing game film to get evaluated through the NFL level. It's fucking a joke. You're taking money off their fucking plates. Food off their plates money out their bank by taking game film away on how they get evaluated. We're in a COVID as well. You got to be better, NCAA. These kids aren't maliciously trying to hurt these motherfucking kids. They all play together in seven on seven. They all fucking go to the same AAU. They all fucking hang out on Twitter. Instagrams, ChatSnap, Snapchat, whatever the fuck that shit's called. Fans only or whatever that shit is. They all kick it. They all go to the Elite 11 camps. They all go to the fucking Army All-American game. They all go to fucking travel 7-on-7. They all are homies now. There is no more fuck you. See, we couldn't play 7-on-7 when I was in high school. We used to go play a fucking team up the street and not fuck with them in the street if we saw them at the mall. We didn't fuck with you. And there was beef at the fucking tournament when we were in the 7-on-7 game. This ain't no hug them up, dap them up, fucking, that era's over. I understand it. Okay, let's move on, coach. You got to get with the times. That's cool. I'll get with the times. We're cool. I'll get with that soft shit. We can do that. I'm all good. If we want to be friendly, cool. But once we put those pads on, friendly has to seize for 60 minutes when you fucking play for me. I'm just going to be honest. And I'll get it out of you or you just don't got it to get out of. That means you ain't going nowhere further after me. Whether it's high school, juco, college. You don't have what it takes. And unfortunately, that's what society is now. That's where we are in America. And we have a lot of soft ass fucking people. Not only coaching it, but teaching it at home as the mother, single mother most likely, inner city speaking, or the father who's allowing it, not coaching it. And that means from being disrespectful in the fucking supermarket to a fucking lady you don't know by teaching them the little things. Yes, ma'am. Thanks for this fucking food you just gave me. Yes, sir. Thanks a lot. Little ass shit, please. And thank you go a long fucking way. And parents don't put the fear of God in them anymore in a good way in a nourishing way not in a way where I'm gonna fear I want you to fear me everywhere you go no I my, I feared the shit out of you know what I feared for mostly I didn't care about getting my ass whipped right you know I was like ah fuck it my dad's gonna beat my ass again I feared letting him down because I knew where his heart was. See, that's how I am with my players that you guys all judge me because you don't know. You weren't there, but you know me, obviously, on a fucking Netflix show for 16 hours. But bottom line is the kids know the adult intention. These motherfuckers ain't stupid. You might call them dumb. You might call them retarded. You might call them all this shit. They're not fucking stupid. Real recognizes real. These kids know the real. And if you love them and you know you have their best interest on your heart, They'll run through a wall for you, period. Same with your parents. If my dad used to beat my ass, I learned over time that it re- there was a reason for it. He fed me, he bullshitted with me, kicked it with me, he did everything, but he disciplined me for my actions. I realized for my actions, there were going to be a fucking reaction from somebody, which was probably my dad or my grandpa. He gave full board to let him beat my ass, right? Now we're not talking beat my ass, like close fists in the backyard beating down an eight-year-old. Like that's the difference. Some of you motherfuckers take terms and shit totally out of context and you act like, motherfuckers are in there. These kids are coming out with broken fucking arms and black eyes and shit. No. Belt your ass across the back or, or fucking even, man, sock a kid in the chest. Not where you break his fucking sternum. But little shit like that, kids know if you're serious or not. I got homies right now that's got kids that they'll, they'll sock them in the arm real fast. Check their ass. That's all it is. You do more when you fucking have your fucking 15th, 18th, 21st birthday from the homies. They suck you harder. Get over your soft selves, man. Targeting should be exactly that. Give them a penalty. Let them play. Headhunting is when you're searching out a cat with your crown of your helmet. When the cat's either on the ground... Or clearly out of bounds, and you headhunt him. You should be ejected. There's no place in the game for that. So, see, I keep it real and, and, and give you guys both sides. See, a lot of you cats just see it one way and start talking shit like you know it all. No, you don't know it all. And you're wrong on fo- as far as the targeting goes. There's no fucking way to change your direction in midair. And not hit somebody with a fucking helmet. It is what it is. You guys are more worried about the sound that the helmet makes. Bow. And the pads colliding. Bow. You hear that noise and cats think it's targeting. No. It's fucking 12 pounds of gear on each person. 24 pounds of gear moving at a very fast speed. Hit each other. That's what collision sports do that's what you fucking signed up for don't cry over spilled milk now see the problem is we're so soft in america that we sign up to play these collision sports and our mommies are telling other people outside the family that my son don't even want to play he's signing up just to fucking wear the jersey and and look cute for the girls that's the problem see that's the true problem cats don't want to play football no more can I be 100% real with you? Kids don't even know who fucking Walter Payton is no more. Players. There's, there's big time players that don't even know who Eric Dickerson is. That's a fundamental problem in my opinion. Because if you're not watching football as a football player, you have no real love for the game. It's not your love. It's a hobby. See, football can't be a hobby. People get hurt and killed in this thing. It can't be your hobby. It's not golf. It's not fucking cards. It's not fucking bowling. This is a legitimate life-altering profession for coaches, for players, for parents. Everybody's on the same page as far as choosing to play this thing. Don't cry now when your kid don't play mom. Don't cry now when you think it's a targeting call because you hear a loud bang. Then maybe NASCAR should have targeting when fucking you start rubbing each other on the fucking track and you get a cat to spin out. Like does something happen to that guy? (laughs) Tom Brady said it best. I've been saying the same thing for fucking years now. If you go back and look at anything I've ever said from Netflix to my podcast to being on other people's shows. Defensive players are getting Ejected, getting losing money, getting crowned as dirty players because shitty offensive players. Period. Offensive linemen get whiffed and get beat by a DN. What is the DN supposed to do? Let's just put the rule in where okay, tag Tom Brady, you're it. I got you. Cause I would've laid you out, right? But then he gets free because an old lineman's shitty. And he blasts Tom Brady. And now he's a fucking ejected. (laughs) Or a shitty running back don't want to block because they're a scary cunt. And they try to chop block a DN. The DN goes up in the air, lands at the quarterback's feet, and he's ejected because you can't hit the quarterback low. A DB... (laughs) hits you so hard because your quarterback threw out through the receiver a bad ball in a bad space at the wrong time and is punished for playing instinctive football. See ball, hit ball. That's what defensive guys are taught when they're little kids. Now they cannot do that. You're asking them to change their whole fucking That's like telling a fucking leopard don't go chase that pussy down. That's like telling Stokey, don't go after Bailey. She's fucking in heat. He ain't stopped yet. He don't give a fuck how hard I beat him with the belt. That motherfucker is trying to fuck some instinctive thousands of years of it. <laughs> you guys want shit to be changed overnight. Some dudes comment taking this even a step further. People are commenting. Well, The quarterback should be fucking fine. He threw him a shitty ball. See, everybody is a professional in everyone else's profession. That's a hell of a quote, too. I should say that shit later. You're a professional in my profession. (laughs) I wish I could go into your fucking radio show and you're a host and I can just tell you every fucking thing there is to do about your radio show. But that would be ignorant. And ignorance is life-threatening. I would never do that. I would never judge that. Space Of something that I do not understand But too bad the world is full of them And that's what we are living with amongst With whatever you want to say So my answer to this fucks that say the quarterback Obviously I played it But I'm like first of all Before I even get into a conversation with you Did you play at least minimum high school quarterback? No sir Then you didn't play college quarterback either, right? No, sir. And you didn't play quarterback in the NFL, did you? No, sir. But you know how easy it supposedly is for the quarterback to stand in there with five to seven, even eight players running at them full speed and all wearing 12 pounds of football gear coming to hit you very hard and hurt you. That's the intent. You know how it is to step up in the pocket, read coverage, see all the blurs and all the fucking things around you, and be accurate with the football and still get hit knowing the receiver might drop the fucking ball. And you did it for nothing. You've done all that, right? Uh, no, sir. But you can comment about the, rec- the quarterback being shitty And putting the receiver out to dry. So fucking easy. Just like getting in the car and going to the grocery store, right? You've done it a million times, right? No, you haven't. So shut the fuck up. See, that's the problem with you motherfuckers. You motherfuckers all think that you guys can fucking tell people in a profession that you know nothing about how to do their job. How easy it is. See, I give you motherfuckers real perspective on things. Quarterback play takes nuts and guts. Poise. The it factor stepping up in the pocket, knowing you're going to get one of these scars under my chin that I have. But you know what? When I look up on the ground and I see a referee doing this touchdown, it's worth it. Chicks dig scars, motherfucker. I loved it. That shit made my dick hard knowing that I scored on you and you gave me your best. That is competition. That's the motherfucker you hug and dap up after the game. Man, I give you much props, dog. You hit my ass. I played a linebacker in Colorado, dog. He he was lighting my ass up the whole game. This motherfucker, I thought he had a personal vendetta. You know what? Instead of crying, bitching, and moaning to the refs and my coaches, I didn't say a fucking thing. I took on the challenge. I threw seven touchdowns that game in a shootout. We won the game. I threw for 500 yards. And this was in college. And after the game, I grabbed that motherfucker and I said, dog, you're the best football player I've seen or played against. And he said, he said, hey, dog, same to you. And we became homies over, I think, fuck, I don't even remember how. I think we changed phone numbers, man, is what I did because I don't think social media was around. You know, it wasn't around. And I don't know if i don't think any of that was around emails none of that we exchanged phone numbers and we became cool and we played as juniors and then we played each other again as seniors and we did it all over and i threw five touchdowns that next year and we actually blew them out and i don't believe i believe he got hurt in the second quarter but a long athletic linebacker man he was from like a Denver area i remember we talked that is what the fuck it's about like not dapping up and chopping it up with these motherfuckers that you cool with cuz they're shitty and they're soft it's just soft cats enabling soft cats nah you earn my motherfucking respect it's earned and it's given period Respect is earned and respect is given. You motherfuckers don't understand that. You're giving out respect before it's ever earned. And then that is called enabled. You have enabled the kid. The kid now is enabling other kids. Their peers are being enabled by each other. Because now they go on and play fucking crap world, whatever, craft minds or Minecraft or whatever the fuck these video games are. They're online playing each other. And motherfuckers are now homies because they're cool on video games. They have no competitive fucking spirit when they come to the hardwood or the fucking gridiron. (laughs) Now they're all cool. Dog, that's the problem with what the fuck we got going. That's the pandemic. That's the epidemic fuck the other shit but nobody wants to listen dog nobody wants to fucking hear the truth they all want to be whispered sweet nothings to and told them that they're the greatest thing since sliced fucking bread Dick Podcast brought to you by Balance 7 that's Lamar Odom's new fucking uh, basically his new it's like a fucking uh, pH balance uh, increaser so Basically, um, Balance 7 is a pH balancing alkaline supplement drink. And you're getting. we're all getting older, especially my ass. So products like Balance 7 help. Um, it's good to discuss the wear and tear being a professional athlete, obviously. But even if the average Joe um, walking around and fucking doing backyard work like my motherfucking ass, you need to re-energize. You need to re-supplement up and... Products like Balance 7 is always a good look. Um, look at Lamar Odin beat Aaron Carter's ass in a boxing match. First basketball player not to get fucking knocked out. Head to balance seven dot com. That's balance seven the number dot com and use the code BELIEVE. B-L-E-A-V for free shipping. Balance seven dot com and use the code BELIEVE for free shipping. I did, and if it worked for him, it can work for you too. So go check it out. Um I agree, Lucy, on YouTube. She said there's a chain of mediocrity going on. That's exactly what it is. I agree with you 100%. A um, couple more things before I wrap this up, before I make some picks for the weekend, college football. Uh, Cam Newton was on uh, Brandon Marshall and T.O. as podcast and Chad Johnson, Ocho Cinco. They basically... He's saying that he knows he's better than the thirty-two. He's better than the thirty-second quarterback in the NFL. Meaning, he should have a starting job. That's what he's saying. Well, this is the issue I have. See, I don't want it to go to race. I don't want it to go to Colin Kaepernick. I don't want it to go to any of this shit. Okay. I talk to a lot of these guys, a lot of these coaches, a lot of these GMs in the NFL. I actually know some. I talk to them in passing. I talk to them whether we meet somewhere or at an event. I still talk to these guys. And I know people that are coaching in the NFL. And I know people that play in the NFL. Okay, My former players, obviously. The Cowboys cut two quarterbacks, fellas, so everybody knows. And they signed Will Greer from the F- University of Florida who was cut by his fucking team and the Cowboys signed him. Not Cam Newton. So I want to make sure we're clear. Now, is that a racist thing? Or does Cam Newton have lack of the ability to throw the football accurately on time? That's the question I'm asking you. Because that is the truth. If my personal opinion watching him, that is the honest truth. And I know Bill Belichick cut him for the simple fact that he doesn't want Mac Jones to look over his shoulder and for people to say, oh, you should have started Cam. And it's all in or go home. That's how Belichick's always been. That's why he's the most successful coach ever. Two feet in or no feet in. There's no one foot in and one foot out. There's no straddle the fence. We're going with you, Mac Jones. I think our defense is great. I think our receivers are better than Cam had last year. Shitty deal, but that's the NFL, right? Cam got fucked last year with no wideouts, but he couldn't hit him any fucking way. And I don't know if Cam Newton wants to be a backup. And is that going to have some... Contention in the or dissension in the fucking locker room. I think it is. And I think people know that shit. Will Greer maybe he's from West Virginia, Will Greer. I'm not sure. I, I need a guy a fact checker. I think I thought he transferred to Florida. Or he went to Florida and transferred to West Virginia. I don't remember. I know I think he played at two schools. I don't remember. I couldn't I and I don't want to Google it right now. But I but you can uh You can check that out. Somebody can check it out and let me know. Like Andy Dalton starting for Chicago, right? Um, Was shitty for the Cowboys last year. You know, people can argue Cam Newton's better than Andy Dalton. Well, Andy Dalton starting though. Like that's what you don't get. There's a reason. Chicago wants a guy to stand in the pocket and throw the ball on time. They got Andy Dalton. You have the future, right? In Justin Fields, who can do both, and let that play out as it may. But Cam Newton see can't you better start with a young cat that you're gonna try to teach than have an old cat that's been in the league twelve years, even though Cam's only thirty two years old, still young. I mean, Tom Brady's forty fucking three still doing it, forty four. So he's just not a good thrower of the football. Period. No knock. I like Cam Noon. I thought he was a freak athlete. I know he's a Juco product. I'd never knock a Juco product. He is a great, he was a great freak of nature. Maybe one of the most freakish athletes ever to play the position, in my opinion. He's right there with Michael Vick, uh, Lamar Jackson. Uh, he's right up there, man. But he's not a thrower. He can't re- throw the ball accurately no more. He skip ball and shit to people, man. You can't play in this league no more like that. And uh, no knock on him. I'm not knocking on him. But he's not a top 32 quarterback. He ain't even a top 40, obviously, because Cats are signing backups and not signing him. <laughs> so who knows? Um, anyway, I'm going to get to some of these picks, man. Um, I got some interesting ones, Um, to be honest with you. Tonight, North Carolina is favored by five and a half over Virginia Tech. Okay. Um, I'm actually going to take the five and a half in, in North Carolina. I think North Carolina wins by two touchdowns. So I'm taking North Carolina um, and the points. Um, on that one. Duke's favored by six and a half over Charlotte. I'm taking Duke in a blowout. If anybody's interested in that game. Does anyone want to know the fucking 61 and a half line the Old Dominion gets over fucking West Wake Forest? Wake Forest is favored by thirty-one and a half. That Those are games I stay away from. See what I'm saying? Um, Eastern Michigan coach... Uh, um... The head football coach, Creighton, is a good dude, man. Good friend of mine. He got a contract extension at Eastern Michigan. Kudos to him for staying there, turning the program around, doing some things. They're favored by 34 tonight against St. Francis. If anybody wants to fucking take that. Kansas Jayhawks are favored by a whopping eleven and a half and for South Dakota Coyotes. Who the fuck is South Dakota Coyotes? <laughs> Now, see, that's a game. I, I love the new head coach. He's a good dude, man. Another good friend of mine. That's a game that scares me. I would not be shocked if South Dakota beat them. Um, South Dakota, not South Dakota fucking state, by the way. So I I, I would hope, I would bet that um, KU beats them pretty bad. But still, I think it'll be a different culture there. I think uh, Coach Leopold's doing a good job. He's going to do a good job. Um, So let's get to Colorado's favored by 38 against Northern Colorado. Um, I say they cover that. Colorado State now is only favored by two and a half against South Dakota State. The real South Dakota State, the legitimate one, not the South Dakota fucking Coyotes. Now, here's a game that you may be interested in tomorrow if you're a better. All right. My good friend, Willie Fritz, great, 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 great man. Great, great coach. Head coach of Tulane. They've been... Moved out because of fucking Hurricane Ida. They've been practicing at University of Alabama. Coach Saban gave Willie a good uh, practice week um, in Alabama at their facility. Um, They're fucking dogs to Oklahoma by 31 and a half. I would take Tulane and the 31 and a half due to Ida, due to the I think Willie will get them up to say we've been through much worse than just playing a football game, is the tactic that I would take. And not that they're going to beat Oklahoma, but I say that's a 14 point ball game, maybe 21. It ain't 31 and a half. But if it is, oh, fuck. But I'm taking Tulane. Penn State is dogs to Wisconsin, five and a half point dogs. You know what? I'm gonna take Penn State, man, and to cover. I'm gonna take Penn State to cover. Josh, Philly, John, Tupol, what up? Usos, Us, much love, Us. Appreciate you guys. Uh, Kentucky, favored by 31 over UL Monroe. I would not take. I would take UL Monroe to be honest. Um, to cover. Michigan only favored by 16 and a half against Western Michigan. That should be a fucking slap in the face of all you boosters in Michigan. Um, anyway, I'm going to get to the games here. Now, the interesting game of the week to me, people don't want to talk about, is Kansas State and Stanford at K-State. Um, that is a – I think Stanford gets them, and they'll cover. I mean, they're, they're going to get them. Um, Kansas State's favored by three. I don't know about that one. I think Stanford comes in and beats them by 10. Um, Army, Georgia State, two triple option teams. I think it's interesting. Georgia State's favored by two Um, at home. I would take Army. Um, Who takes Nebraska and 43 against Fordham? That's the question. I wouldn't take Nebraska for shit. Um, all right, here's a game. Oregon-Fresno State. Oregon's favored by 20 and a half. Uh, is that Oregon? Uh, I would say Oregon boat race them. Um, Arkansas is favored by 19 and a half. Who cares? Alabama Alabama and Miami. Alabama's favored by 19 and a half. People are picking Miami to win this game. is crazy to me. Nick Saban game day openers is fucking crazy unbelievable his team's preparation is unbelievable i would find it very hard pressed to see miami beat alabama a little less cover the points i'm gonna go alabama covers and they win by three touchdowns um my bet alabama by 21 who's taking iowa indiana game i was favored against indiana by four I say Indiana wins by 10 or more. And a good Iowa Hawkeye team, I think Indiana wins. That's how good Coach Allen is, good friend of mine. Got Indiana rolling right now. Um, Let's go down. I'm going to my big picks of the game. I find that SC is only favored by 14 at home against San Jose. Kind of is interesting to me. Um, I think yes, he covers that. Uh, let's see, Purdue favored by seven over Oregon State at Purdue. Oregon State does not play well on the road. Um, I think Jonathan Smith, good dude, good coach. I like Jonathan, Southern California native. Um, I just don't know. I think Purdue covers the seven, wins by eight. Um, Houston's favored by one and a half over Texas Tech. That's an interesting one in my opinion. I would take Texas Tech to beat that spread. Um, Clemson, Georgia, obviously the big one. Clemson favored by three at Clemson. Isn't that a neutral site game? I'm not sure. Isn't that game? I'm not sure where it is. Um, You know what? I'm going to take Clemson, man. I think Dabo's back. They're going to be loaded. DJ, Southern California native quarterback, good friend of mine, uh, son. Um, I believe Clemson beats them in a good-ass game. Um, I do that. I believe that. I know the, the other game is UCLA-LSU. It's at the Rose Bowl here in Southern California. Um, you know what, man? This is the time the Pac-12 actually wins against teams they're not supposed to beat. I'm going to pick UCLA to win the game. And actually, I don't know if you realize, LSU is only favored by Two and a half. I would definitely take UCLA to cover, but I'm that's my upset pick of the week. I got UCLA beating LSU. Now, if UCLA gets fucking boat raced by an average LSU team, then we know where UCLA is and the Chip Kelly era is continuing to just be average, below average at best. The game is shocking is a good friend of mine just signed another contract extension, uh, another Uso friend of mine, uh, Kalani Sataki. Great dude, head coach at BYU, good friend talked to him last week they're favored by 12 and a half over Arizona see a Pac-12 team should not be 12 and a half point dogs to no offense BYU but they are that's how fucking bad the Pac-12 has become and I'm a Pac-12 West Coast guy and it's fucked up but anyway um, you got Wazoo playing Utah state. They're favored by 17 and a half. You got the whole Rolo, Good friend of mine as well. Juco fucking friends. We tripped Hawaii together on our visits back in Juco, um, back in 98. He, uh, you know, he's got the whole COVID deal going, but he did say he was going to take the vaccine. Now that Washington state passed the law that you had to, to be an employee, Calvin Jackson, my former receiver is at Washington state. Um, so is our safety, uh, Chad uh, Davis. Good kids, man. Um, doing great up there. So I'm glad for them. Calvin Jackson hopefully has a breakout year. Koi Dang, shout out. Cal Berkeley, a Lombardi Trophy finalist, along with Jermaine Johnson, another Independence player of mine. Um, I mean, I can't speak. Uh, you can't speak higher for two guys than uh, uh, up for the National Lombardi Trophy. Um, that both played on our team. So that just tells you the talent we had. And uh, it is what it is, man. Um, he was hurt, man, last year. Calvin was hurt, so I had a question. Why isn't he featured more? He was hurt last year. Hopefully he's getting better. Uh, Rolo told me he's been a lot better. They moved him inside, where I think he's naturally better. Um, And... I believe he's going to shine this year. Stays healthy, I believe he'll shine. Um, So that's just what it is. But anyway, um, the only real games tonight, Duke-Charlotte, but you got North Carolina-Virginia Tech, 6 p.m. game. Um, North Carolina, I think, is good. I think they're going to be good, and I think they're going to give Clemson um, the run in that league, not Florida State. But that's just what I am. Um that's what I think. But anyway, man. Hey man, good Joe, good podcast. Appreciate you guys coming on YouTube. And uh like I said, I want to clarify. I don't do YouTube to get a bunch of fucking fucking viewers live. I don't give a fuck. I don't promote it at all. <laughs> I don't re- I don't promote it at all. And there's 40 people in here, you know. I appreciate you guys, dog. Um and uh Sebastian appreciate you dogs. Fuck the haters. And I, I, you know, who cares? I don't I don't really give a fuck about followers and all that shit. <coughs> um So, I don't know. I'm just letting you know. I'm horrible on YouTube and all that shit, but I appreciate my whatever 9,000 followers and people that come in and watch it live and go back and watch it after. Appreciate all you guys, man. I love all my fans, uh, but no offense, man. I I love my haters even more. They're my biggest fucking fans. Love your haters. They're your biggest fucking fans. Just remember that shit. I know, Gorgian, I should fucking promote it more and better and shit. Pat McAfee told me that shit. I'm horrible at that shit. Talia, what up? appreciate you girl hope you're a girl shit Um, if you're a dude then fuck you're all fucked up that's all I can say but hey man appreciate you guys it's Friday don't get fired on your day off